This is In the Zone, your home for Salina Sports Talk. High school sports, Kansas Wesleyan and Bethany, KU, K-State, and Wichita State. Wait, is there anything these guys don't cover? You're in the zone. What is going on, Salina? What's going on? I am Jackson Schneider. How are you? Hope you're having a great day. It's a little cooler than normal, at least as cool as it's been for the last week. So we can take solace in that. You can also take solace in the fact that the the rest of this hour, we're going to be chilling out, talking some sports and and uh, continuing the good vibes as per always here on In The Zone. I am flying solo yet again. James Wessling still on vacation. Sam Henderson is out with a tooth, had a uh, tough dentist appointment earlier in the day, so we're uh, uh, letting him off easy while he uh, heals up from that. But that's no problem. I have always been one to be a little bit long-winded, and that is totally fine. I can fill up uh, an hour-long show or 45 minutes, whatever they allow us here on KSAL. And certainly, we have no shortage of things to talk about today. We do have uh, a fun segment planned in in segment two with the brand new athletics director at Salina South High School. Got to sit down with Mr. Ryan Stewart earlier this morning, catch up with him a little bit, hear about how that transition has gone and how his time as, as a teacher and a coach and an assistant principal has all helped to prepare him to take over for the legendary Ken Stonebreaker, who just retired at the end of this uh, last school year. So we'll catch up with, with Mr. Stewart. You'll love that interview. I had a blast doing it, and uh, certainly I'm excited for all of you to get to listen to that. Again, that will be in our next segment. But how I wanted to start today was just by a little bit of a, a headline whip around, because there's there's a handful of things going on in the world Um but a couple of big things uh, have happened, and and I wanted to to, to bring uh, this one up. It's it's unfortunate because it is a, sort of a, a negative note. Uh, but you may remember, if you're a college basketball or an NBA fan, um, the name Caleb Swanigan, and uh, Caleb Swanigan was an NBA prospect, a first round pick. And one of the most dominant post players in college basketball in recent history. Um, and he, he was a huge part in Purdue's success uh, five, six years ago. And, and he unfortunately ha- has passed away at the age of 25. He died Monday night uh, with the Allen County Coroner's Office saying he died of natural causes at a Fort Wayne, Indiana hospital. He was, again, uh, a first-round pick of the Portland Trailblazers in 2017. Uh, he and or was 6'9", and he played three years in the NBA with the Blazers and the Sacramento Kings. Uh, but uh, unfortunate news that Caleb Swanigan has, has passed away again at the age of just 25. Really, really tragic stuff. A, a superstar in the college game. 
He was Indiana's Mr. Basketball in 2015. He was a highly sought-after recruit who who stayed home in his home state and played for Purdue uh, and uh, was a huge, huge contributor again for Purdue, was the Big Ten Player of the Year and a consensus first-team All-American. He was also a finalist for the Naismith Award and and who was, again, the 26th overall pick in the uh, 2017 NBA draft to the Portland Trailblazers and just some really tragic news. And I, I hate to start on a note like that, but it's not every day, um, you know, things like that happen. And it is it is a tough, tough thing to discuss. Uh, but I, I have this really fond memory of the Purdue Boilermakers and how good they were for, and they still are, but they always just seem to have this overwhelmingly big and strong and imposing force in the inside of, the, of their five on the floor and, and Caleb Swanigan was just so dominant because not only was he six foot nine, but he was he was thick, he was strong, and he was so commanding in the post. And just to to hear about a player like that, a person like that uh passing far too soon, it certainly is a, a tragedy that I wanted to to at least bring to light. So prayers to the Swanigan family and the Purdue Boilermaker family as well as I know that is a very difficult thing to have to deal with. Uh, But on a slightly lighter note, the drama between the PGA Tour and the LIV Golf Series continues because four-time major champion Brooks Kepka is the latest golfer to defect from the PGA Tour to the LIV Series. And uh, he's only 32 years old, and he's one of the most high-profile players that have now joined this new circuit. And again, it's funded by Saudi Arabia's Public Investment Fund and is fronted by two-time Open winner Greg Norman. Uh, but the the expectation is that the LIV will announce the addition of Kepka in the coming days. Uh, but Kepka, who is ranked 19th in the official World Golf Ranking, is expected to compete in the first LIV golf event in the United States, which is in Portland uh, in just a couple of weeks, coming in, in late June. He's, uh, pin- his pending departure from the PGA Tour was first reported on Tuesday by the Telegraph of London, and uh, LIV Golf announced later, or earlier today still, but later after that report, I should say, that Abraham Answer, who is ranked 20th in the world, is also leaving the PGA Tour for the new series. And, and a, a lot of, of the, the drama is circulating because it's new and it's different and, and there's a whole you know golf loyalty factor. But some of the money involved with this is absolutely bananas. And I don't blame any golfer and I wouldn't blame any athlete in any sport for for jumping out of one and into another because a lot of the the PGA Tour uh, paychecks they're they're based on your finishes and how how you perform and obviously there's still purses in these LIV golf tournaments but the LIV is offering massive checks of guaranteed money for um, for some of these new golfers again Colin Morikawa was one of the guys who denied that he was. Um, you know, going to be leaving to join the LIV Golf Tour, and he tweeted that he's here to stay on the PGA Tour, and nothing has changed. And uh, so that was what people were also thinking that about Brooks Kepka because he was asked in a press conference for the U.S. Open about 
you know, rumors whether or not he was interested in the LIV. And he basically just said he's here to talk about the, the U.S. Open. He's here to play and prepare for the U.S. Open. And the questions surrounding the LIV were kind of forming this dark cloud over the U.S. Open, which is a really fun event for most American golfers. But he kind of pulled the uh, the whole Roy Williams thing, right? Like where Roy Williams was asked questions about leaving Kansas for North Carolina, and he said he could give a heck uh, about North Carolina right now. And then, you know, a week later, he turned around and left for North Carolina. It's kind of the same story with Brooks Kepka here. But hey, the numbers haven't come out about what you know, Brooks Kepka has been offered, but if it's anything compared to some of these other high profile golfers, it's it's certainly nothing that I will scoff at, and I totally get it when it comes down to a business decision. He's gonna join other players like Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, and of course the ever polarizing these days, Phil Mickelson, to join the LIV events uh, again, which the next one and the first one in America is going to be on June 30th at Pumpkin Ridge, uh, which is a golf course that I got to be honest with you, I've never heard of before, but it is in Portland, Oregon. Uh, So that's another one of these uh, crazy headlines going on in the world of sports today. Also, we can talk about the retirement for the second time of Rob Gronkowski because Gronk has made it official. He posted on on Twitter that uh, and on Instagram that he uh, is officially retiring from the NFL. Um, he is just 32 years old, but he is obviously a guy that's been heavily utilized at the tight end position for both the Patriots and the Buccaneers, and he kind of had a had a revenge tour, a comeback tour to join the Buccaneers with Tom Brady, one of his very good friends and teammates. Um, but Gronk said that he wants to thank the whole entire first class Buccaneers organization for an amazing ride. Trusting him came to to come back to play and help build a championship team, and that uh, he will now be going back into his retirement home, walking away from football again with my head held high knowing that he gave it everything he had, uh, good or bad, he says, every time he stepped on the field. And he, he went on to say that the friends and relationships that he made will last forever and that he appreciates every single one of his teammates and coaches for giving everything they had as well. From retirement, back to football and winning another championship, and now back to chilling out, thank you to all Rob Gronkowski, uh, one of my favorite NFL players and personalities, really, of all time. Gronk, you know, he's just an awesome dude. Not only is he an absolute beast, and he will always be known as an absolute beast as a tight end, he was one of the more, and still probably will continue to be, one of the more entertaining athletes of all time. Just with his fun-loving, party-going uh, personality, you know, he kind of gives off the the big dope kind of energy, but he's he's very smart. He's very funny. Love that guy. If you don't follow him on on social media, I highly recommend it. He is a an awesome dude, and I'm very very excited that he is is calling it a career because he he deserves to enjoy his time, and he has put in more than enough work on the field, both for the Patriots and the Buccaneers. So again, shout out to the legend, the goat of tight ends, at least for my era, and probably not of all time, but for my current era, guys that are are now former NFL tight ends, 
I am a big fan of Gronks, and I will die on that hill. Got a few more headlines. As I said, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. And again, uh, elimination games today in the College World Series, uh, along with some of this other stuff that we've discussed already. Um, We've also got Wimbledon, uh, which is gearing up for this next week. Qualifying is going on. Uh, The U.S. Open Cup quarterfinals. Like this is, people think that this time of year, as, as soon as like the NBA and the NHL wind down, that it's kind of like a sports dead period, but this is a really underrated time for me uh, because, again, I'm a huge fan of tennis. You all know this. I'm a huge fan of college baseball. You all know that. So there's a lot for me going on here, and I highly recommend you follow some of that. Uh, But uh, elimination games going on in Omaha, and those are some of the more exciting games that you could possibly uh, watch because their team's not only fighting for their seasons, but they're fighting for their seasons and the greatest show on dirt. Uh, but Texas A&M and Notre Dame were in the afternoon matinee. And Arkansas and Auburn are actually just about ready to start here coming up at about 6 o'clock. So uh, you can catch those games on the ESPN networks. I, I believe the night game is... Uh, as soon as this A&M Notre Dame game wraps up, it, the second game will be about 30 minutes after it, uh, and uh, it should be on ESPN2 if memory serves me correctly. But uh, a lot of SEC teams obviously represented in the College World Series, but a great baseball conference, and, and it's certainly been no shortage of fun in the College World Series these last couple of days. But it's only going to get better because it's really it's elimination games from here on out until we get to the championship series, which is best of three. So uh, a lot to keep your eyes on. And if you are a baseball fan, I've got another little story for you that I wanted to segue into, and it is the Salina Spikes. I had this story submitted to me by Ray Perez. So shout out to to Ray Perez for sending me this. But the Salina Spikes 14U baseball team came away with a U-Triple-S-A Triple A state championship over the weekend. The uh, tournament was played in Shawnee, Kansas at Mid America Sports Complex, and the Spikes swept the weekend of action. They won three straight pool play games to go into the knockout round and won 10 to nothing over a team from Olathe in the quarterfinal, and then had a, a thrilling win in the semifinals. A uh, Bases clearing walk-off triple from Parker Graves, which cleared the bases, as I said, and sent the Spikes to the championship. Really exciting stuff, but hey, it didn't stop there. The Spikes then defeated Strike Zone 6-2 for the title, and uh, firepower was led by Bodie Rodriguez, Keaton Smith, Chance Hogan, and Ty Heitschmidt. All of those guys driving in runs in the first couple of innings. And then Parker Graves, uh, the hero from the semifinal contest, he was the pitcher for that championship game through two innings. Allowed just one run, and he struck out one as well. And uh, Tiernan Patachik then went five more innings and uh, allowed just one run on six hits, and he struck out two. So the spikes which uh, played some great ball this weekend. They they scattered nine hits in the championship game, and they took away the title from the 
uh, strike zone team that they faced off with in this uh, USSA 14U state championship at the AAA level over the weekend. Got to give a shout out to the grassroots baseball. You love it. The little kids, not really little, but uh, you know, the younger guys, summer ball, the future of baseball in our area. These guys getting it done and getting it done on a statewide level. So wanted to make sure and I gave, that I gave uh, those guys their their uh, shout outs because that is a huge accomplishment. I know they're super excited about it. Again, shout out to Ray Perez for sending me this uh, update as well. Love that. Love getting you guys some local info this time of year. So thank you for the the submission there. But we got to get to our first break on the show today. When we return, we will sit down with the new athletics director at Salina South High School. That's Mr. Ryan Stewart. Awesome, awesome guy. Great interview. Hope you all enjoy it. It's coming up next here on In the Zone. Welcome back into In the Zone here on Sports Radio 1150 KSAL 106.7 on your FM dial as well. Jackson Schneider here, joined by a brand new man at his post. It's Ryan Stewart, the new athletics director at Salina South High School. Have you gotten used to hearing that attached to your name and not Stoney's yet? <laughs> no, I don't know. It'll probably take a little while for, for me to get used to that. That's for sure. Uh, definitely a position I was excited about uh, receiving and one I, I had my you know, eyes on here for a while, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it'll probably take me a year or two before I, uh, <laughs> before I uh, figure that out. And Stoney will always be, you know, um, you know, when you hear his name, that's going to be an athlete, you know, you're going to think athletics at South High and that'll be the way it is for a long, long time for sure. And I know when we had first met, when I had just started, you had told me that you just moved into your uh, assistant principal role and you're kind of hoping that eventually it might lead to an athletics director position. I don't think you planned it would happen this fast did you yeah I mean I no, and I, I didn't think it would be you know a year it's obviously something that I'm you know excited about but um yeah I, I actually finished 20 years at in the Salina school district here this just here recently uh, 19 of those being a teacher and then last year like you said I was an assistant principal and I uh, learned a lot uh, learned a, a heck of a lot in fact I you know uh, maybe more than I could have ever imagined and uh, so I think it prepared uh, me for this position and um, but no, I didn't expect it to be. I thought maybe, you know, three years down the road, three or four years, something like that. But, uh, you know, things happened and, and here I am. Now, you may be new to this role, but you're not new to athletics at all. I mean, you've coached basketball and tennis and you've been, like you said, around the school for 20 years or so. And I mean, I feel like that all kind of prepares you. But how different is your day-to-day going to be compared to the past? I mean, have you prepared yourself for all the inner workings of managing all, all the athletics this school has? Well, you know, I I think I'm as prepared as I can be at this point. Um, does that mean that I'm going to know all the ins and outs? Of course not. I mean, there's um, you're going to just just like with the assistant principal role last year, um, you know, I thought I was prepared for that and, and realized all the different things that happen behind the scenes that mm-hmm. people uh, just aren't aware of. And that, that's, I know that's going to be the case again this year as, as this upcoming year with the athletic director. Um, I do consider myself to be a pretty organized person, so I will definitely try my best. But, um, but yeah, I, I think I'm as prepared as I can be, but are there going to be things that pop up? Oh, yes. I mean, I know that for sure. Um, you know, I taught here for 19 years and didn't <laughs> realize what all was going on behind the scenes and um, you know there's a lot more 
that has to happen that goes on that people just don't notice uh, to make a, the sporting events go right. And like you said, there's um, I've coached basketball and tennis, and I've been around sports my entire life uh, in various ways. And uh, my dad was an athletic director in, in, in my hometown, and uh, so I've definitely have been around and seen a lot of things. But that does not mean until you experience it, until you're actually in the seat and you're actually in those uh, making those day to day decisions. I'm sure there's going to be a lot to learn. Yeah, I'm sure you, you've been kind of trying as an organized person to get ahead of that curve. I'm sure. But um, have you met with Stony at all to kind of go over some things? Has he kind of helped you through this at least transition process before he goes off and golfs all the time or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the best things about this this transition is the fact that, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like Stone, Stonebreaker and I are pretty good friends, um, you know, and, and he's not they're not they're not leaving town. You know, he's he, yes, he's retiring. And um, and, and I'm, I'm excited for him to, to be able to do that. But he's going to be willing to I mean, he's already been willing to help. But yes, we've met a few times. Um, we'll, we'll probably meet uh Probably weekly. I'm sure he'll block my phone number before too long. Uh, uh, maybe uh, hopefully to at least get through the first nine weeks before he decides to block my uh, block my number. But no, he's him and I have a good working. We had a good working relationship when we were here or when we we're here together. And I and he'll definitely help me transition a lot. I definitely relate to that. I know Pat certainly thought about blocking my number when I first got here, but he at least still takes my calls when I still have questions. Well, so hopefully I'll be as fortunate. That. Yeah. <laughs> now I, I want to talk about your your coaching experience because you, like you said you've been around this sports and, and this school for a long time what did you learn throughout your coaching career that's helped also to prepare you for now taking on this role and helping the other coaches for for Salina South and, and I guess maybe even South Middle well you know I've had I've had a lot of different coaching experiences uh, you know with when I'll start with basketball uh, basketball was the head girls coach for eight years here at South uh, the assistant coach for seven years, um, coached some middle school basketball. We had, uh, gosh, all the way back, my very first position was freshman B team coach um, at, for the boys here under Coach Walgren, you know, uh, who was a coach that, that South High that, that did an excellent job and taught me a lot about coaching. Uh, um, but anyway, basketball-wise, I've had a lot of different experiences. Tennis was was something that I coached, and um, I, I, I definitely get way too much credit for the success we had in tennis around here during my years. Um, I actually, truth be told, and people that know me, and I'm, I'm letting out the secret to everybody, I didn't even play tennis in high school. <laughs> um, I went to a small high school, but I went to Bethany College, and a lot of my friends played and my roommates played, and I, and I enjoyed it. Um, but the biggest thing for tennis was is that when Greg Gordon hired me for that position was he wanted numbers. He wanted kids out. And, uh, you know, I feel like I'm somebody that always had numbers on my teams. Um, and we got uh, tennis started rolling. We had some early success and then that success kind of bred more. We got some community members involved that really uh, knew the game and helped us grow our program. And, uh, you know, so I, I think I have some unique experiences basketball wise, you know, in eight years as the head coach, we you know, our, my winning percentage is not glossy, that's for sure, you know, and I think, um, but I but I can't even tell you the number of emails and comments I got over the last couple of years when I was head coach of the girls about how hard our girls played, how uh, prepared we were, and how, you know, we, we fought with a lot of teams that arguably were, were, were more talented than we were. Um, so I think I have a unique perspective to give coaches. Um, you know, I think everybody in the sporting world always the first thing they're going to look at is wins and losses mm -hmm. well that's not that's not necessarily what high school sports are about um and and like i said i worked hard i worked so hard in basketball over those years and 
Um, I'm pretty confident that I did did everything that I possibly could to get what I could out of those kids, and um, that didn't always that always that didn't always end in a victory. And so, um, you know, I think you know, obviously we're in it to you know, every it's varsity sports, and we want to win, and you know, all the sports, and we want to do as good as we can. But sometimes it's 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 about maximizing what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I've definitely I, I'm very confident that I did that consistently over my coaching career, and I think I'll be able to um, help our help some of our coaches, you know, kind of see see the uh, hopefully be able to do that also well in this year that you've you've stepped away from the coaching side of things to kind of prepare for the ad role i know justin ebert kind of took the reins with basketball and did similar things you know the wins and losses it's not perfect but there was a lot of improvement through the year and i think i can speak for a lot of people with the fight was definitely there there were some really big wins i i can think of a win over Mays mm-hmm. that was that perfect example of beating a team that maybe had more talent but is that something that you think can trickle down to not just girls basketball but through the rest of the south high athletics department just to maximize you know what's there and continue to churn out good kids more than anything yeah and i think that has to be like i said in high school sports that has to be the main goal and and coach ebert with basketball you know he was uh, he was my, my one of my assistant coaches when I was there, and he's done a great. He did a great job last year. Um, he's got. I, I think he'll get. I'm not worried about that program at all. You know, they'll they'll continue to fight hard. But yeah, I mean that's what that's what it's about. You know, you have to be able to to improve what you have. Um, you know, and I think that's the main goal. If you can continue to try to improve. Uh, from you know, you should be better at the end of the year than you were at the beginning. And and I think. Uh, um, I think, and you're not going to do that every year. That's for mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I, but I think if you're if you're consistently working hard, you're doing the things that um, that that you can to to make yourself uh, have a better chance. You know, and like you said, I really liked what you said just a second ago. And try to make good kids. You know, that's that's kind of what we're looking for. Um, so, yeah, and I think, and and we've had, I think our coaches have done, you know, by and large, have done that. You know, mm-hmm. throughout my time here, as in my in my last two decades, and and I think we just need to continue to down that road. And and bottom line is, is uh, you know, Division One, ABCTL, Division Two, you know, ABCTL is it's tough. It yeah. is, and you're gonna, uh, it doesn't matter what sport it is, you're gonna have to bring your A game. You know, just to just to compete most nights. And and so definitely uh, something that I think I can, you know, I, I dealt with. I had success in one program. I, you know, I, I had different ways to measure success in the other, you know, <laughs> with basketball, in my opinion. Um, and so I think I kind of have a unique perspective to kind of help uh, help our coaches. Again, we're joined by the new athletics director at Salina South, Ryan Stewart. And um, Ryan, I mean, it's mid-June right now, so there's a little time between now and when school and fall sports start, but football is going to be here before you know it, and I guess you're baptized by fire with that first football game as the Mayor's Cup. Uh, I, is there a way that you as an AD can prepare for, for that? I, I know it's not you coaching the team, but that's a pretty big start to the year facing the crosstown rival. Yeah, definitely. And that's like here, baptism by fire a little bit. And one of the things there that that's going to be so success, so uh, helpful. And one of the things that's real nice is, is Greg Marion over mm-hmm. at Salina Central, uh, the AD, you know, there at, He's he's a, I've known him all the way back until one of my first couple of years teaching here, um, and he'll be he he's going to help me out a lot. He's already helped me out. And Greg and I have like you said, it's June twenty first here right now, and um, we've actually met a couple times about that game. Um, but there's a lot of it's going to be weird having that week one. I mean, I I remember. Um, 
when I first started here, we we played Central week two often. You know, mm-hmm. week two was the way when we played almost. You know, there for a decade, and but it's never been week one, and that's going to be. Uh, gosh, I'll tell you what, it's going to be fun. That game, so much excitement anyway. You know, mm-hmm. with the Mayor's Cup, and then you get to. Uh, everybody's O and O, and you know when you're O and O, everybody's the best team in the you know in the country <laughs> for sure in their mind. So like that's gonna be a lot of fun. But yeah, there'll there'll be a lot of preparation. There's a lot of um, off the field activities that go on in the, in that game, and um, yeah, we'll be we'll be talking about it quite a bit. I already start I already have, and will be a lot in t- between now and the, and the first week of September. Now outside of that, maybe is there something that you're looking forward to the most with this new position? Something that you can't really wait to get to to get your hands on and and really start to mold it well I, there's a lot of things um but the biggest thing for me is just to uh, maybe maybe gain a, a better understanding and better perspective of of what goes into each and every sport you know everybody looks at football everybody knows about basketball you know and, and those bigger sports but um i'm kind of you know i've i follow i follow all the sports and i've, I've followed all the sports and activities you know just uh for, for a long time. I remember as a kid, I used to look through the, you know, through the scoreboard of Slime Journal all the time and, and look at, and I just, I enjoy sports and activities of all kinds. And I think um, that is, I think we have uh, great potential to grab kids um, and get them involved and get, you know, teach them different lessons on and off the court and on and off the classroom with it, with that different activities that we have. We have great people at South High. And I think I'm just, um, I think just like with assistant principal, I learned so much, you know, that I didn't, mm-hmm. that I just kind of, I don't know if naive was the right word, but I just, you know, didn't interact with it as much. And I think being able to interact with every, every different sport and every different coach, I think I'm just looking forward to getting to know um, all of our coaches in a, at, a, at a deeper level and trying to, you know, do what I can to help them. Absolutely. Well, Mr. Stewart, I appreciate your time. It's been great catching up with you. I'm sure this won't be the last time we'll stick a microphone in your face, but certainly a very fun first time. Well, some people say I like to talk a lot, so I, I, I definitely <laughs> won't uh, probably uh, tell you no if you if you stick a microphone <laughs> in front of my face. But I'm, I'm really excited, you know, and one thing I'll say, you know, you know Stonebreaker's been here for a long time, and he, he hates the word, but he's, he is a, a Salina South legend. There's no question about it. And um, so it'll be, there's some big shoes to fill, but I'm definitely confident in my abilities and, and I'm excited to uh, get this this thing rolling. Absolutely. I'm excited for you. Excited for the school year already. Uh, like I said, already mid-June and I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to get back into the gym or in the press box. So well, it'll, looking it'll, forward to it. it'll be here before we know it. That's for <laughs> sure. Well, thanks for having me, Jackson. Absolutely. Ryan Stewart, your new athletics director at Salina South High School. We'll take a quick time out here on In The Zone and wrap up the show right after segment of in the zone today brought to you by hometown outdoor power in mcpherson salina and minneapolis if your uh, mowers need serviced before your next mowing session i know we're supposed to get some some weather today and tomorrow that rain could bring some elevated grass or, or weeds if you need to get those worked on give hometown outdoor power a call they can fix up your your mowers or, or anything you need for your for your lawn and service uh, so again give them a call or uh, check them out at hometown outdoor power Dot com today. I am Jackson Schneider on In the Zone this afternoon, and I originally thought I was going to be flying solo for most of this afternoon because Sam was incapacitated in a dentist chair, and we thought 
He may never be able to speak again, and yet, here he is at the last possible moment. Can you speak, Sam? Barely. I, I can barely speak. But uh, and, and let me clarify that my raspy voice did not come from the dentist. I already had this, got it over the weekend, but I think incapacitated is uh, a fun way to put how I was at the dentist. <laughs> uh, no, they were just holding me back, taking all these different x-rays and a typical cleaning, but it was like my first appointment with a new dentist. So those usually last longer than just a regular appointment, which never dawned on me when I scheduled it. So yeah, I felt like I was going to have to start paying rent at the dentist's office as long as I was there. Well, did, did you at least get like a nice new little baggie of like floss and, and toothpaste and a new toothbrush? Did they treat you well? I did. I got a goodie bag there and you go. my hygienist said I was the most excited person to ever get a goodie bag there. Oh, so wow. I made it memorable. The most for them. excited person or most excited adult? I think she said person. Wow. I think it was That's... more I think it was more so I was just realizing the appointment was coming to a close. Oh. Yeah. And I was excited after two and a half <laughs> hours, but it's when she handed me the goodie bag, she was taken aback over how excited I was. Oh, I bet. I bet you were just pumped. But I Sam, we just saw a tweet. Um, and I want your opinion on this because it seems like just a cash grab. But Sprouts Farmers Market has just been named the official grocer of the Big 12 and the Pac-12 conferences. Do you have an instant reaction for us? Have you ever shopped at a Sprouts Farmer's Market? And have you ever heard of an official grocery store of an athletic conference? I actually don't shop at grocery stores until I hear who is the official grocer of the Big 12. (laughs) That's specifically the only place I will shop at for the next academic year, just because the Big 12 told me to. I've never been to a Sprouts Family Market. I don't know uh, if we even have one here in Salina. So that's going to make my grocery trips that much more longer when I have to go get them now to show my Big 12 allegiance. (laughs) But uh, I think it's more of like a natural food store, right, where everything there is organic and they don't let you or that you have to bring your own bags, I would assume. Oh, one of those hippie places. I think it's one of those. So, uh, yeah. And usually those type of places scare me because I just feel like whatever bags I will bring, A, won't be enough, or B, will just stand out in the crowd of everybody else bringing their own bags there. So uh, I've I've (laughs) never been a fan of those types of places. But like I said, I wait with bated breath to hear who the official sponsors are, the Big 12, so then I can decide my buying habits for the next year. See, I always feel judged when I go to grocery stores that, like, you have to bring your own bags because I don't have any of the, like, the... Like the fabric grocery bags. I just have the balled up plastic bags in the from like under my sink and I'll just like grab a handful of them and I don't know how many I grab, but however many I have is how many bags I can use. And I feel like I just get judged for using those bags because there's always people with their little fancy artsy craftsy bags and I'm just not I'm not good enough for those stores. So I don't know if I'm gonna be allowed to step foot in a sprouts farmer's market i think is what it's called either way yeah just ridiculous i don't know but credit to the big 12 for uh and the pac 12 for that matter for uh cashing a uh, a paycheck um super exciting stuff hard-hitting journalism and sports news on in the zone as per always any sports headlines that you have seen here sam that you want to bring to light in the uh the next two minutes that we have left in our show today 
I'm sure you've probably already talked about it, but Salina Liberty in the championship oh, game coming up this weekend. You know what? I haven't. I'm glad you did. I would have been doing the Liberty a disservice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the game's at 630. I think tickets are on sale now, but the Liberty uh, playing host to the Omaha Beef. Uh, I believe they split in the regular season. Yeah. Uh, Salina won in Omaha. Omaha won here in Salina. And also, side note: these two teams hate each other. <laughs> they despise each other. And didn't they? They they played in the championship game last year, and the the beef won by one point. One point. So that just adds a level to the hatred and the rivalry. So pretty exciting stuff there. But uh, yeah, no, you were at the game this past weekend. I right? was. Yeah. How was that? Well, the Salina Liberty defense is very impressive. I mean, Billings, you got to keep in mind now, I don't know if they flew to Salina or if they drove on a bus to Salina, but that's a long ways to go to, to get ready for a game. So Billings came out a little flat, I'll say that, but the Salina defense, especially their coverage, their defensive backs were real solid on Saturday, and that's what put them over the top because Billings didn't score until like late in the third quarter, early fourth quarter, and uh, Salina was able to get enough touchdowns early on a couple there uh, to build a lead and ultimately hold on to it but yeah I was there on Saturday I don't think I'll be able to make this Saturday's game already had some prior commitments but yeah that's the big thing going on here in town I would say sports wise it would it would be the the first uh, the first title for the Liberty if I'm not mistaken which would be a pretty big deal hang a banner in the Tony's Pizza Event Center uh, and I know the uh, the Liberty have always been in the conversation. I think that's their third straight year being in the Champions Bowl, but they need to get that first title. So certainly uh, very exciting stuff. I'm glad you brought that up. I would have felt really bad if I hadn't brought that up on my own. So that's why we keep you around, Sam. That and the uh, incredibly sensual you know, voice that you've got now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something to behold, but it's just my undying love for champions indoor football that had to bring that Salina Liberty Heck yeah. factoid out to the front. This is this is the biggest fan show of the Salina Liberty. Hopefully, we can get in touch with uh, Coach Hiran O'Neill here soon. I want to get him on our airwaves, talk about this team. Hopefully, after a championship, that would be a really really cool thing. Well, Sam, thanks for fighting through this. Uh, you know, sore throat and the dental issues that you faced today to join me. I was very lonely running solo with the show today. Also, shout out to Mr. Ryan Stewart for hopping on our airwaves today and and, uh, talking about his journey and now as he steps in as the new athletics director at Salina South High School. Uh, But that is going to wrap up our show for today. I am Jackson Schneider. Again, he is Sam Henderson. We will be back at it tomorrow, 515 here on 1150 KSAL.